Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Jeff Palaccio. Jeff Palaccio has more than 30 years of experience as a marketing, sales, operations, IT, and customer relationships leader. He has developed marketing and sales strategy for Fortune 500 corporations such as Bayer, Sprint, Capital One, and Boehringer Ingelheim, as well as small to mid-sized companies, agencies such as Strategic One, Navient, and Telequest. A well-respected leader and mentor, Jeff excels at building and motivating teams to meet and exceed business goals. His current entrepreneurial project is developing his first live online course that will help college graduates land great jobs. It will launch in January of 2021. Well, good afternoon, Jeff. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Brian. I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you. You bet, Jeff. I'm pretty excited. And, you know, it's really cool, Jeff, because I've been a lot of podcasts internationally. Probably a good 20, 25% of mine are overseas. But what's cool is I get to do one in Kansas City again. I've got quite a few here in Kansas City I've done. And so welcome. And thanks again for jumping on. We're going to jump right into the questions. You know, looking at your background, you've got quite the career in entrepreneurship, leadership, marketing, advertising. Uh, You're a board member. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Yeah, well, I'm not sure there's secrets out there, but I I would say what led me to where I'm at today in my career, I think a couple of things. One, I love to learn, you know, so I'm a continuous learner. And I think the mistake a lot of people make after college is they figure, oh, I'm done learn, you know, like I don't have to go to class anymore. And, and really the learning just begins because, you know, as you know, there's so many different things that you have to do to be successful. So I think it's that, I think it's, uh, you have to be curious. I think a naturally curious person the, the bottom of it from a leadership perspective, you know, you have to make sure you care about people both professionally and personally. And I think that's very important also. So I think it's a lot, you know, it's a lot of those things to be able to learn and put the time in. You know, there's that 10,000 hour, I think it's Malcolm Gladwell came up with that in one of his books, but you know, whether that's true or not, it's probably a lot of it get deep into a topic to be an expert on. I mean, obviously it takes time, takes research, takes trying it and learning from your mistakes and making the next iteration or project better. Like what inspires me? Played a lot of sports when I was younger, three traditional uh, American uh, U.S. sports, I guess, you know, football, basketball, baseball, but I was always inspired by greatness. So uh, because I love sports, I dug into the history of the, you know, the NFL, the Major League Baseball, basketball, the NBA, and just, you know, I love the the stories of the early NFL and studied them. And I knew every stat. I'm a data guy at the end of the day that I'm going to build regression models, but I love using data, you know, to uh, drive and create strategies that increase sales and marketing ROI. I was big on my own stats growing up, baseball, you know, what's my batting average? You know, what was my pass completion average? All those good things. What, what percent did I shoot from the field in basketball? So I think, you know, the greatness, you know, always fascinated me. And I grew up being, I grew up in New York and I was a Knicks fan. I hated rivalry was uh, the Bulls in the nineties, but I still, while I rooted for the Knicks to win, I, I was so intrigued by the greatness of the Bulls. And, you know, uh, I read the book called uh, Playing for Keeps about Michael Jordan's not only influence on the NBA, but influence on the world and economics. And that came to light a little bit in the, if you saw the last dance on ESPN, that six, seven part series on the last season of the Bulls. 
so I think that's inspired me a, a lot. Just greatness, continuous improvement, becoming the best version of myself. I always loved uh, when I went and read Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, because it made you think about each of the roles in your life. And I'll never forget the passage, something about if you're at your 80th birthday, what do you want people there to say about you? So you think about you know your role as a father or husband or spouse or uncle, aunt, friend, as well as your own health, right? And I'm a big believer in, you know, uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson's quote, your health is your wealth. So I'm not a gym rat, but I, I'm very, you know, cognitive of, you know, my workouts and what I eat only 80% of the time, because I think you have to enjoy life. So the other 20, 25%, it's yeah. <laughs> I'll eat whatever I uh, want. That's why uh, one of my headlines on LinkedIn is a fitness foodie, because I figure I love food, but I love health also, but you have to strike some balance. No, I appreciate you sharing that. Absolutely. You have that balance in your life and that goes all around. So I appreciate you sharing. And as you know, everybody globally has had to make some major shifts here recently at this pandemic, the new normal. Could you share with us what you're doing to help your organization stay relevant in this economy? So I just left United Way. I was there during the pandemic and when we started working from home and while most companies were trying to figure out in March and April, the whole work from home thing and we had a work from home policy. So some people work from home at the time, but I honestly, United Way, Greater Kansas City joined forces with Greater Kansas City Community Foundation, Mark and Lisk in Kansas City, those four not-for-profits and set a goal of raising $10 million for regional COVID relief efforts. So I got involved in that immediately. And on April 16th of this year, we had with the, all the TV and radio broadcast partners in Kansas City had this one day, uh, one Kansas City day of giving. So the goal for that fund overall was $10 million. And that day we raised $1 million from individual donations that came through the United Way e-commerce platform that I managed. And it was like, I started my day about 5.30 in the morning and ended at 10 o'clock at night because at 9.45, I had to send an email to all the broadcast partners, so all the news anchors that are on the 10 o'clock news and radio personalities and things like that, people like that. There's about 40 people on the list with how much we collected that day. So we uh, individual donations came in at $1 million, and then the Hall and Sunderland Foundations did a $500,000 match each. So we raised $2 million that day. So it was really one of the career highlights and kind of appropriate that you know, I always said it was like being at mission use and control during an Apollo mission because it was just constant, you know, text messages and emails and, you know, different platforms that were keeping up to date with what was going on and seeing where the donations were and even set up a phone bank to take people that didn't want to go on a website or text to give and things like that. So it seems appropriate with uh, Chuck Yeager, uh, unfortunately passing yesterday, that the analogy was like it was at an Apollo mission uh, and use of control. So I think that was a career highlight. And, you know, that was, you know, so we really couldn't really think about the pandemic because we were so busy. I think part of it, how organizations stay relevant is, and I think United Way did a good job of this, but, you know, you just think about what you had, uh, people that had to work from home and, you know, to stay relevant as an organization, you really have to make sure the employees are taken care of. 
So just everything somebody had to go through and, you know, depending on stage of life of an employee, but you're navigating internet issues, you're homeschooling, you know, so you have a spouse and you and your children that are homeschooled or kids that are not in school, their daycare are closed. So you're trying to work, you know, we were on many conference calls uh, with some of my colleagues that just had babies. So they'd be on the conference call with a baby in their lap. You know, and, you know, your house now becomes a gym as well as an office, as well as a place you live, you know, so it was just, you just had to be, understand that people were going through it in various different ways. Obviously, no one had seen anything like this. I think it was important. I think United Way did a good job of making sure they stayed relevant by, you know, making sure the employees were taken care of and, you know, they allowed flexibility And I think what a lot of companies saw, and even our CEO, Brent Stewart, said, you know, he wasn't a big believer of work at home, but in an all-company meeting, he admitted that he uh, was surprised and he thought he was actually more productive at home. So I think you'll see, obviously, a changing landscape and kind of what commercial real estate looks like in the future. Thank you for sharing. I think that's super important. And I love the story about how communities did come together and come up and target a goal and do very well on that very exciting day and and how people are shifting. And that's what I talk about a lot on this podcast, Jeff, is people that have really innovated in the last seven to eight months. So thank you for sharing again. And Jeff, I'd like to ask this question from a technology standpoint. Are you leveraging any newer emerging technologies within your space? And if you're not, is there maybe a cool app that you found useful and maybe you can share with us? One of the kind of the cool things from a new emerging technology space was, and it would only apply to your uh, people that are interested and work for -for not-for-profits, I think, but it could apply to actually corporate people that are head of the corporate social responsibility efforts at their companies. Uh, We work with Salesforce they developed a product called Salesforce Philanthropy Cloud, so SPC for short. And it was a way for companies to donate to, you know, basically any not-for-profit. So that was kind of a cool thing we did with Salesforce. A technology I didn't use, and I, this is, I think you may have talked to them also, Pipestream. I'm very interested in the AI space and improving the customer experience so that, you know, why talking to them, looking at their technology was great. I think from an app perspective, you know, it's always interesting. So I I actually counted how many apps I had on my phone and then did a little research because, you know, when the first kind of laptops came out in the uh, early 90s, give or take, I always was intrigued by, you know, the always on environment, right? And that was the early days where you could work from home and bring your PC home and and things like that. But I remember a quote at that time, it says, don't let technology manage you, make sure you manage technology, meaning you can turn it off. So I think I have 70 plus apps, uh, depending what research you look at, say the average smartphone has 30 to 80 apps. So I'm going to lean towards the higher number, but you know, how many do you actually use? But one of the ones that I really like, and it will get to kind of my mantra of, you know, don't let technology manage you, manage, manage the technology is called Insight Timer. A friend of mine, Mick Johnson, turned me on to it, but it's basically a meditation app and there's a free version or you pay an annual fee. The the free version is fine. I use that for a while. I actually paid for it, but it's, uh, you know, mindfulness, meditation, 
there's courses. It's a, it's a really phenomenal app. And it gets to my mantra of, I think what we're seeing today is, you know, we are the products of Facebook, you know, Instagram, Snapchat, where they, the developers of those companies and applications try to get us to stay on it as long as possible so that they can increase advertising revenue. So they, you know, they do all these studies and, you know, how doing likes, you know, increase your dopamine, you know, there's all that good stuff. So my thing is, I think what we're losing, and there's a lot of research on this, the ability to focus on one task and do deep work that requires a lot of brain power. And while we need that skill even more today, we're getting less and less of it because of all these different apps. But I would say I love the um, Insight Timer for that reason. This is one that people say, well, it's a no-brainer, but I love Google Maps, not not only for the mapping function, but it's the quickest way to find a phone number of a restaurant (laughs) or something else. It, it just comes and then you have a call button there. So I use that for that, that reason too. Thank you for sharing that, Jeff. I do appreciate yeah. it. And Jeff, this is the big question. Oh, the big know. question. Yeah. Well, our audience wants to know more about Jeff Palaccio. So could you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career in leadership? I think leadership's an interesting topic. One of my favorite TED Talks, and it's only, I actually Googled and watched it again today, just because it reminded me that we were going to talk. It's called Everyday uh, Leadership by uh, Drew Dudley, and it's literally six minutes and 13 seconds. But he talks about how everybody is a leader and the impact you can have on somebody's life called a lollipop moment. It's basically... He tells this story, and it's a real funny, I, I highly recommend you Google it and or YouTube it and watch it. It's, just, it's very funny and poignant, and it makes a great point that all of us impact every day each other's lives, whether we know it or not. So I think from what I've learned and what I can share, you know, I think you need to care about people, both professionally and personally, try to help as many people as you can. I love the Zig Ziglar quote. You know, you can have everything in in life you want if you will just keep helping other people get what they want, you know, and it goes back to being curious, goes back to continuing to develop and self-improve and and things like that. So being a continuous learner, you know, on the entrepreneurship side, I think there's, there's so many ways to learn today, you know, back 30 years ago, or, you know, it was basically you went to kindergarten through 12th grade, you went to college, you possibly went to grad school. And then, you know, you can go to various conferences, read books, but now there's so many ways to learn with platforms like Teachable and Kajabi and Udemy and Skillshare and LinkedIn Learning. And really you can deep dive on many different things to get better. I'm a big fan of the Tim Ferriss podcast. (laughs) And uh, one of his guests one time said, you know, you know, really with all the information out there, everyone should have six pack abs and be millionaires, right? Because all the information is out there to do whatever you want to do. So, but I think, you know, it's just, you know, to be an entrepreneur and everybody talks about side hustle or side gig. I think that is important because I, you know, I'm a believer in having, you know, multiple sources of income. I think, you know, you can't allow companies to dictate you know, your entire source of income. And there's so many ways to have side gigs now that you can learn and implement them, you know, just be patient and it's okay to fail. We're an instant gratification society, but you know, we 
have to try to remember that it takes time to build great things or be great. Our society is you know, going less and less the other way. You know, How many likes do I have on my Instagram post competing against others? And you can't worry about what others do. You have to just grow yourself and be yourself. Thanks for sharing, Jeff. I think that's important. Like you said, society is kind of changing and going the opposite way, but I appreciate you sharing your insights. You've obviously learned a lot throughout your career, and I'm glad that I get to turn around and share your story with a large global audience. So thanks again. And Jeff, it was a pleasure having you on today, and I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Yeah, thanks again, Brian. I really appreciate the opportunity. Bye for now.